the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Friday evening, 6.05. Congratulations. Another week in your history book of life. And uh, we got a great show for you. We have a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going on in the city, a lot of stuff to rehash from the week, a lot of stuff coming up. Um, I was at City Hall today. We could talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about pizza with Lenny Kern from L&B Spumoni Gardens since we lost the DeFaro pizza guy. Um, we got a little Andrew Cuomo news. Uh, we have some Rolling Stones news. We have some legal news, Rikers Island news. But first, I just want to um, make it clear, you know, how much and how great this city is. Today, March 18th is the Friday, and we're we're wedged between two major holidays. I mean, I guess someone's going to say tomorrow's not a major holiday, but some of us it is. Uh, yesterday was St. Patrick's Day, and t- tomorrow is St. Joseph's Day. Um, I am joined here today, uh, sitting next to me by my son, whose name is Luca Joseph Idala. Luca, say a quick hello. Good, say hi. Hi, everybody. And today is a Friday. And Luca, what'd you have for lunch? A sandwich with um, cheese, tomato, and um, pesto. And how come you didn't have any like meat, like ham or salami or something like that? Because there's no meat on Friday. That's right. Because of Lent, there is no meat on Friday. And we're going to talk to uh, Lenny Kern about the different cuisines uh, for St. Patty's Day and for St. Joseph's Day. Uh, but I, I want to just highlight what an unbelievable city this was and, and yesterday epitomized it. And, you know, I love Italy. There are plenty of places I love. I love different uh, places in the United States of America, different cities. But New York yesterday, uh, as I mentioned, you know, Vinny Lavienne grabs me. I'm marching in the St. Patrick's Day parade. Everyone is Irish. And then last night, to, to express a little bit of my gratitude, I took out Nick and Matt and uh, jo- uh, what's her name again? Joan. Joan and um, uh, the um, there was an intern here, Hannah, and the great uh, Joe Sibilia. And we went and we had a big Irish feast. Good. Yes, absolutely. It was delicious. And thank you again for that. Yeah. Nick, Nick, yeah. Was, Nick, Nick, was, eat- yeah. Nick was eating like he was going to the electric chair. <laughs> yeah. It now, was delicious all around. It was, I mean, it was great, right? So then, but then we leave. And uh, I'm I'm going to graciously 
drive Matt and Joe back to Brooklyn where they live. And, and I get off at the wrong exit and I said, you know, can I kidnap you guys? And this is, I mean, this is incredible, incredible how incredible New York is. Again, I don't, this isn't going to happen in Miami. This isn't going to happen in Chicago. I don't think and it's not going to happen in San Francisco. We then drove to Borough Park, Brooklyn. Borough Park, where the likes of Alan Dershowitz grew up, as well as David Geffen, who we spoke about the other day, who just donated $550 million to um, the Lincoln Center, grew up there. I mean, the, the, the names that could just go on and on, and Jackie Mason, et cetera, et cetera. So we went to uh, 56th Street in Brooklyn, New York, uh, right off of 11th Avenue, and we went into my friend Meyer's house. Now, Mr. Sam Bolin has been... Uh, you know, he, he knows a little bit about the, the Jewish culture. Uh, now, we're in an, an orthodox, not an orthodox, a Hasidic neighborhood. Hasidic, yeah. um, so everyone is dressed in uh, appropriate Hasidic garb. But last night was Purim. And Purim in the Jewish religion is a day of celebration. It is a uh, it is not a fasting day for him. The day before is a fasting day, but that's not a fasting day. And it is, it's their equivalent to Halloween. So the kids are all dressed up. So we walk up to two flights of stairs. And I guess Matt had an idea what was coming his way. I did because I've been to Meyer's house on several Purim, uh, for several Purim celebrations. Actually, I think I took one year, I took Luca to two different Purim celebrations, one in Manhattan and one in Brooklyn. And we walk in and here's poor uh, Joe Sebelia, <laughs> who, I mean, Matt, am I wrong if I use the word shock on his face? Yeah, it was absolute shock. His eyeballs were the size of pies. Pie plates. That's how big they were. He's looking around, and they're singing, and there's music, and there weren't a ton of people there. Maybe it was like a dozen people, and it's all family. They were ecstatic to see us, like so happy to have guests in their home. And although we had just finished eating a meal, they put food in front of us in what right. five seconds? Five seconds. The plates were coming out. Now here's the thing. I I had gotten through all of St. Patrick's Day without having a drink. Um, I was, you know, I, I gave it up for Lent, uh, and when we went out to Trinity, I got a, a Heineken Zero, which which did the trick with the corned beef and cabbage, and the shepherd's pie, and the beef and Guinness pie, and the bangers and mash. Am I forgetting anything? Oh. <laughs> so, corned Joe, beef. Leave, leave it to Joni <laughs> to scream out salad. Okay, Joe, we were talking about St. Patty's Day fair. Salad. Okay. Thank you very much. I had the salad at the end because that was in lieu of dessert. Uh, so we, we have this crazy St. Patty's Day feast, and it really was a feast. We had like, we had everyone had an entree, and then in the middle there were two more entrees that we were all digging on. It was great. And now we're in Borough Park. That's in, in Lower Manhattan in an Irish place. And now we're in Borough Park in a beautiful Hasidic home. And when, when we came in, Meyer, I don't know if he called his parents or whatever, but his parents came in. I know his parents. I know these people. For I've like 15 years. Um, and I mean, I consider Meyer a real friend of mine. Anytime we have an office party or whatever, I always make sure there's a glot kosher table for him to accommodate him and his needs and his family's needs. And I would, you know, they were happy to see me. I was happy to see them. And we stayed there for about, I don't know, 40 minutes. Is that about yeah, right? Good half hour. Poor Joe Sibilia. <laughs> he, 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 they gave him a yarmulke. He's wearing a, and, and here's the, I know it's a personal story, but it's a New York story because you have to juxtapose from from the 40 minutes that it took us maybe half hour to leave this Irish pub packed with Irish folks throwing down Guinness 
to driving over the Brooklyn Bridge, getting off at the 6th Avenue exit, heading towards Staten Island, but in Brooklyn, going to Borough Park, and now and now we're wearing yarmulkes, and we're eating the, and well, what is the dessert? You know the name of it, with the little cookies? Yeah, they had hamantaschen. There you go. That is traditional. jelly cookies. All right, that yeah. is the traditional cookie, and... Uh, so I go through all of, of St. Patty's Day, not drinking a Guinness that Nick's is drinking, not drinking anything except non-alcoholic beer. And Maya looks at me and goes, you have to have, you have to have a little <laughs> wine. I mean, the, it's, the, the tradition is you have to have some wine. So I did have a sip of wine, and it was fine. It was a Cabernet Sauvignon, but I literally just had a sip as a ceremonial thing. I didn't get into the whole Lent thing with uh, my Hasidic brethren. I just said I got the car outside, and Meyer's sister right away jumped to my defense. Oh, don't let him drink. He's driving. But, I mean, it was fantastic. And, you know, only in New York. And that may be a slight exaggeration. And Nick, Matt, Joan, you could chime in. I mean, where else do you have a, an enormous parade? I mean, the St. Patrick's Day parade yesterday was off the charts. And then to go into a neighborhood like Borough Park, packed with families, all these kids running in the street at 10 o'clock at night in costumes, like kind of trick-or-treating. And they were literally trick-or-treating for dollar bills. And where else? It, it adds to just the tapestry of New York, the different cultures, the different mixing. And, you know, even though you and Joe Sibilia are not Jewish, you guys were family at the table with them. They couldn't have been more gracious to host us. It, they, it, was, it, was, it was really wonderful. And I'm, I'm just so happy. Yeah, Nick. Oh, I was just going to add to that point. Like, there's very few places in the United States and in general, anywhere in the world, that you can go from one neighborhood, you get a little bit of Hasidic uh, culture, you go into um, Brooklyn, you go into Queens, anywhere you turn, you get your plate full of, of interesting cuisine, and it's all New York, it's all flavor, it's all American. But, you know, and, and, but that you may be able to say that, in Chicago, you may be able to say that in Miami. I don't. I don't think they have Hasidic communities. I'll ask. I don't think there's a lot of Hasidic communities in these other major cities. Not like what we witnessed last right, right. night. I mean, and it's and it's not like it's one block. It was. And I'm I'm so proud that I have those relationships. I oh, we called Alan Dershowitz. Not only did you call we, me FaceTime, we FaceTimed Alan Dershowitz. He got up. <laughs> he put on his yarmulke. He starts reading from. I forget what they called it. It was it wasn't the Torah. It was something. It was something uh, else. That, was that what it was? Yeah. He's reading from. Thank you. I'm glad you're here, man. <laughs> thank you, Sambolino. The guy's Italian and he's telling me the Jewish stuff, which is great. Um, I I just you know I, when I started doing this radio show and yesterday, so many people told me they had been listening to this radio show, and I'm really gushing with pride about that. Um, you know I I. I wanted to make it all about New York. And I will tell you one of the conversations that I had at City Hall today, a major one with a major, major player, uh, was about this radio show and that City Hall and the mayor and the mayor's office, they really uh, want to use this show as a platform to give information to all of us. Um, and I told them, listen, the air waves are yours. Whenever you need to spread the word about anything that's important, just let me know. And, you know, they're, um, we're five blocks from City Hall, and they could jump on and jump on the airways. I do want to talk a little substantively. Thank you for um, taking that ride through um, the St. Patty's Day Parade into Borough Park with me. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about City Hall and what took place there and some info I have for y'all. Changing tires, upstairs, bro. I shot 
Connors and Sullivan on a Friday at 6.16 in the evening. This is all about making sure you go to see Connors and Sullivan so that if you or a loved one gets sick, it does not wipe out your financial life savings. It's that simple. We don't need to get into the details. By this time, you know it could cost thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars for health care and for nursing homes. And you do have certain rights. You do have certain uh, benefits that the United States of America can give you, New York State can give you, New York City can give you. But if you don't know about them, it's like the tree that falls in the forest and nobody can hear it. So what you're supposed to do and what I'm urging you to do is be prepared and call Connors and Sullivan. They are the lawyers who know what they're doing in this industry. They've helped hundreds, probably now thousands of people just like you with the same matters that we all need to be prepared for. They're going to tell you exactly what you're eligible for, what you're not eligible for, and how you could devise a plan to safeguard your hard-earned money while still making sure you would get the care that you need in a dire emergency. Call Connors and Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer at 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. They have offices in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. It is not too late. As long as you're healthy and you're home, the time to act is now. Don't wait. Call Connors and Sullivan today. 718-238-6500. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. bummed out about is you never got to see him perform. Who have you seen perform live? You two, the Rolling Stones, and uh, Bruce? And Bruce Ring. But we haven't seen Bruce in concert. We saw Bruce on Broadway, right? Yeah. And who did I tell you I'm going to go take you to see at Madison Square Garden real soon? Billy Joel. Alright, so I, you know the thing is is that Luca and I share this love for music and it's one of the ways when you say Luca, it's one of our biggest bonds Yes, it is. Do you enjoy playing DJ when we're in the car together? I do. Okay. So we, uh, uh, but all of the artists that I love and now Luca loves, you know, they're not exactly getting younger. So I'm always, 
on the lookout to see what bands Luca has to see before they they disappear uh, off the planet. Um, and we're going to talk about a little Rolling Stones at the end of the hour, at the end of the show. But you know, it's interesting that that Matt played Refugee because last night, you know, the the Jewish folk are so and my and I call them my brothers. I'm surrounded with them from Handshaft to Blanchaft and everyone in between. It, you know, they, they uh, within five minutes of us being there, they started talking about Ukraine. Uh-huh. And they were asking my opinion, oh, don't you think we should be doing more? Don't you think we should be doing more? And Matt, I mean, you heard them say Hitler, Hitler several times. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, they are a huge family-knit community. So, of course, they see all the devastation in Ukraine, and it hurts them just as much as uh, actual Ukrainians who were there. And, you know, and they said, Poland's next. Poland's next. And they're really starting to... You know, uh, panic. I think that's the right word. I mean, and starting to panic. And the thing is, is that I, we we went some back and forth. I said, okay, you're going to send your son there, because I'm not sending Luca there to fight. I mean, et cetera, et cetera. And we went, but they were they were laser focused on Ukraine, and they are very much under the impression that Putin is going to just keep going and going, and that this is just the beginning, not the end. So. um let me tell you, but and it was an intriguing conversation, by the way. Um, let me tell you what happened to me today in City Hall. First of all, I was on the subway a lot today, um, and I spoke to a friend of mine who commutes, and he comes into Moynihan Station, the former Penn Station, whatever. They use Moynihan Station now instead of Penn Station. And he said from the beginning, and he's no, you know, Eric Adams uh, fan. I'm not that he's not a fan. He's not like me, who's like a cheerleader. Um, but he said there's a, a big difference between uh, January, at, where it, he said, quote, unquote, it looked like a homeless shelter, and today. He's like, I came in today. He's like, it was pretty clean. I don't think I saw one homeless person there. And as I mentioned yesterday, as I was riding the subways, there was an inspector who's a high-ranking member of the NYPD, a sergeant, and two officers just walking the trains. So I went to um, City Hall today, and you know, it, it, look, it's always a great experience. Actually, one of the things I said was, you know, I want to come back and I want to bring Luca, and I really want to do a, a historical tour, a history tour of City Hall and when it started, and you know, who sat where and how it's evolved as a building because it's a treasure, and. Um, I was told that last night, uh, several deputy mayors, and, and, and including the um, the chief of staff, Frank Carone, they rode the subways until 3.30 in the morning with the NYPD, um, making sure, number one, that they were safe, but also, I don't exactly know how they handled the homeless situation, but making it clear that it, it, the subway is not someone's bedroom, that the subway station is not someone's bedroom. And that um, it, it's just not going to be tolerated. There's no more sleeping on the benches. There's no more sleeping on the platform. And help was offered if help, if they, if it was asked or sought out. You want to go to a, a shelter? You want to you know examine whatever the resources we have to get you on the feet? We're the city of New York. We have billions of dollars in our budget. We have, I actually met with the, um, I met the, um, I think he's the dep- a, a deputy mayor or a commissioner. He's the commissioner of, of uh, homeless services. He was out. He was out until two, three in the morning. Um, they're working, folks. I mean, you you may have issues. Nobody's perfect, et cetera, et cetera. But they are. You know, they're they're on the subway. And I, I'm asking, like, why 
why are you guys going on there? It's the NYPD's job. They're like, well, a couple of reasons. We want to see for ourselves what's going on. We also want to show the NYPD that we're not just, you know, pointing our fingers and, and barking orders around. But we're with them. We're with them. We're there to support them. We're there to help them. We're here there to give them some guidance. And, you know, I, I chatted with Geraldo yesterday. And, you know, he said, he goes, when the subways come back, that's the first step to New York coming back in, in full force. And, you know, the converse was Eric Adam, uh, Eric Gonzalez, the Brooklyn district attorney, saying to me a while back when things were getting bad, if we lose the subway, we lose the city. So um, I just want to assure everyone this is from me. Uh, this is uh, news that's like four or five hours ago. They're out there. They are literally out there. I'm talking about civilian employees who work inside City Hall in a very nice, you know, pr- prestigious place. They were on the subway platforms last night looking out for us. And that's a big deal. Um, you know, they realize that Albany is not coming to their rescue. And, you know, what what was just brought to my attention is that uh, Governor Hochul is proposing uh, that to roll back to some degree the bail reform and allow judges to put place bail on more crimes and more charges and to allow them to take dangerousness to the community as a factor. Now, just so you guys know, dangerous to the community, dangerousness to the community was never a factor in state court. It's been a factor in federal court. So in federal court, a judge can say and has always been able to say, even though you're putting up $10 million, even though I don't uh, even though you're able to make bail, even though I actually think you're going to come back to court to address these charges. I think if you're out, you are going to continue to commit crimes or help others to commit crimes, et cetera, et cetera. It was often used in organized crime cases and in, in drug lord cases saying you could lock yourself in the house um, and we could put ankle bracelets on you and you could hire your own security force to make sure you don't leave. But we're afraid you're going to use the phone or other means to communicate with people and keep the crimes, the criminal enterprise going. So in federal court, they were allowed to say that and just hold you in. If you had a billion dollars bail and you could have put it up, they could still hold you in for dangerousness. In the in the, the state court, they were never allowed to do that. So Governor Hochul is now saying they should be allowed to do that. But now today, um, Senator Liz Kruger, who was a veteran Manhattan uh, state senator, is basically saying, hey, if you look at the data, the bail, uh, the, the bail reform is not what is driving crime up. There may be other reasons having to do with the coronavirus, et cetera, et cetera, but the people who are not having bail set on them is not what is driving the crime up. And we had looked at this extensively before um, we passed this law, and it's what our data indicates is that it is mental illness. It is mental disease that um, is really the issue here. And what she called for is an expansion of the mental health courts. Now, in Brooklyn for a long time, Brooklyn, I believe, had the first mental health court in the city of New York under Joe Hines and Judge Mike Pesci, the administrative judge. They created a mental health court. They put a spectacular judge in there, uh, Matt Demick, who's now the chief administrative judge of criminal matters in Brooklyn, New York. And people who clearly had mental issues went in front of Judge Demick 
and worked with prosecutors from the Brooklyn DA's office who were trained in dealing with mental health issues and knew about programs and knew about treatment. Because what good is it if these people are committing these minor crimes where they're only going to go into prison for six months, eight months, and then they're going to come back out and do the same thing again or harass us again? It's much better to try at least, try to do some form of rehabilitation so that we can, when if, if they have to be in an inpatient program, when they come out, they're not harassing us. They're not continuing to commit these crimes. It's like the difference between someone who's hungry giving them a fish or teaching them how to fish. It's one thing to punish them if they do something bad. We're all for that. But if these are mentally ill people who are doing petty larceny and, and stealing a loaf of bread from a store, you know, putting them in, putting them in jail for two weeks is not going to help. Putting them in the mental illness program for six months may help a lot. Um, but it was intriguing at City Hall, and the bottom, bottom line is they are there and they are working for us. So speaking of working and working for us, um, Empire State Bank, they want to work for us, all of us. Now, they are specifically targeting, with my message to you, is working for lawyers. So when I say us, I'm talking about those of us who have been so fortunate to have given, been given the responsibility to protect the rights of others and to enforce the law in other situations and to make sure, to give us the privilege of representing our brothers and sisters in our community. So how is Empire State Bank helping? Well, one of the most important things for a lawyer is when you are entrusted with funds, with a client's funds, that they're not yours. They're, they're just, you're holding onto them. It's called holding them in escrow. There's a special account called an IOLA account. Um, it's, I think it's called interest on lawyers account. And um, that is, you can't touch that as a lawyer in any under any circumstances, except if it's in the best interest of the client or by the direction of the client. Sometimes it gets a little tricky because we usually have one IOLA account and everyone's money goes in there and you just keep a ledger of who is putting their money where. Or I'm sorry, how much money in there, who goes, what money goes to what person. But what Empire State Bank is doing is they're allowing us to have an IOLA account and then you could open a sub-account for each client. So there's no confusion. There's no hassle of whose money is who and who gets who who's supposed to get that money, et cetera, et cetera. You can allocate account interest, generate reports, disperse funds, generate year-end tax preparation, and your funds are safe because at Empire State Bank, they give you FDIC insurance greater than the $250,000. They have locations in Brooklyn, Staten Island, and Queens. Call Empire State Bank today at 833-393-7700. Visit ESBNA.com. Member FDIC equal housing lender. Hi, Jerry Hickey here. And Amanda Williams. And welcome to the Invite Health Buy One Get One Free Spring Sales Event. Buy any Invite Health product at suggested retail and get the second bottle free. This is a good time to talk with one of our nutritionists about Greens HX, supplying fruits and vegetables along with healthy probiotics and energy herbs. Just one of the many products you can double up on during the Spring Buy One Get One Free Sales Event. Give us a call to order by phone or to speak with a degreed healthcare professional. 
seven days a week. For Invite Health's buy one, get one free spring event, call 800-459-2272. That's 800-459-2272. Visit invitehealth.com for product information and retail locations near you. Take advantage of Invite's limited time, buy one, get one free spring event. Call 800-459-2272. That's 800-459-2272. Or go to invitehealth.com. Invite Health. Get healthy, stay healthy. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. News. Opinion. Passion. This is AM 970. The answer. 64 degrees. We have partly cloudy skies. The winds have shifted over the last half hour, so we're seeing a drop in temperature as those winds come out of the northwest. The chillier wind. What's going on? We have the answer. Well, the NYPD is releasing new photos of the woman wanted in an unprovoked shove that killed a New York City vocal teacher. 87-year-old Barbara Meyer Gustern died from her injuries five days after being shoved to the ground along 28th Street. The suspect is being described as having a light complexion and long red-colored hair. Police are hoping the new photos will help them find the suspect. New York City health officials are tracking a sub-variant of Omicron that has caused a spike in coronavirus cases elsewhere in the world. Let's get more from Scott Pringle. Dr. Celia Quinn with the city's health department estimates the sub-variant makes up about 30% of the coronavirus cases in the city. It has been increasing over the past several weeks. We've been seeing that. Um, at the same time, the overall case numbers have been relatively stable um, with some increase in the last few days. Officials say it does not appear the sub-variant will cause more severe illness than Omicron, but believes it's more transmissible. The city remains in what the health commissioner calls a low-risk environment. He says there are no further changes coming anytime soon to coronavirus restrictions. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New York. Thank you, Scott. Taking a look at the traffic, 30 to 40 minutes outbound at the Holland Tunnel, 30 to 40 minutes inbound from 1 and 9, 20 to 30 from the Turnpike, about a half hour each way at the Lincoln Tunnel. Inbound GW Bridge just out of the toll plaza of the upper level, there's a broken-down car. It's right in the center lane, so it's a little bit of a tight merge coming out of the toll plaza and trying to get onto the span. Your forecast, cloudy skies tonight, chance of a shower after midnight. We're going to cool down to a low of 52. Showers and thunderstorms tomorrow on and off with a high of 60. Not a washout, but uh, not a real great day. Sunday, on the other hand, lots of sunshine, high 54. And now you know what's going on. I am Mike Barker on AM 970, The Answer. No sleep till... We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. With New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Brooklyn in the house, 635 Friday night. The Beastie Boys from Brooklyn. She said, Bay, baby. They're from all over that place. Uncle Noah could tell you exactly their addresses. But I loved, loved, loved the Beastie Boys. And if you're talking about Brooklyn and you're thinking about Brooklyn and you want to eat something in Brooklyn, look, uh, there's no secret, and this is not a paid advertisement. Um, the place that I go, the place that I take everyone who is important to me in life 
is LB Spumoni Gardens. And who is the master behind, who's the man behind the curtain at LB Spumoni Gardens? The one, the only, my man, Lenny Kern. Hello, Uncle Lenny. How are you, Arthur? How are you, sir, from Brooklyn over here? We're doing great. Listen, Lenny, I got some. I, I got. A, I got a surprise for you. Take a guess. Someone wants to say hello to you. Hi, Uncle Luca. Lenny. It's Luca. What's up, there, sir? We're missing you, sir. Don't worry. You're gonna see him soon enough, Uncle Lenny. All right. So let's let's talk pizza. Okay. I know. I know you cook everything, and and pizza is secondary almost in your kitchen. But let's talk pizza. So the. Dominic Domenico from DeFaris Pizza, Brooklyn, New York, a you know, legendary pizza shop uh, for their legend. You know, right. Man's a legend. So tell just tell me a little bit about DeFaris and your experience and, and 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 your thoughts about Domenico dying. He's been in there since 1965. Tell me what you're thinking. Well, first off, I like to say my, my condolences to the DeMarco family for the passing of a of a, a Brooklyn legend, uh, a pizzaiolo that I think everybody wished it could be. Or aspired to be, and I got to tell you, my many my many times going to uh, to Dom at uh, the Farris Pizza, I got to tell you, the man the man was the ultimate pizzaiolo, and I think that his recipe for the pizza was an old fashioned recipe that nobody wanted to do because it was too hard to do, and he used uh, buffalo mozzarella from his hometown in Caserta, he used granite pandano grated. Uh, uh, the and what kind of tomatoes, Larry? What oh, kind of tomatoes? Tomatoes with San Marzano. San Marzano. San Marzano. Go ahead. Anything else? Put the tomatoes in a square, a square pan in the pe- in the pizza oven. And then, oh, the other cheese I was trying to think about was uh, Mocaccio. Okay, so now let. Go ahead, Lenny. No, you tell me what what kind of pizza would you describe that? Just a regular New York Nabladan pizza? He was when you went to when you went to the Farris, your experience was like somebody in their home cooking you a pizza. Meaning that when you go to an average pizzeria, it's kind of cookie cutter. But his was so personalized to his taste, to his specific recipe, that nobody nobody could dare try. Nobody wanted to work that hard. That man worked very hard. He was doing for over fifty three years. He started out in nineteen sixty five, and he came when he came to America. He started to work on a farm. He worked on a farm, and I think I'm not sure. This was his second pizzeria. I think the first one was downtown. It was called Piccolo Venezia. He had a partner. All right, and, so Lenny, let me let me move on. Let me move on now. In your neighborhood. Well, not your, exactly, but close to you in Coney Island, my oh, friend, my my f- right, my friend Joe Bova, who's a uh, avid listener here to the I Dollar Hour. He uh, he says, you know, overall that's his favorite to sit down and and bang out a. Uh, but that's now that's a brick oven pizza, correct? Yeah, they're brick ovens. But I think I think uh, Dominic's the uh, Farris round pizza, I thought was better than uh, Titonos. But now, you know what? Everybody has their own taste. And and the way and the way Dom did it, I mean, Arthur, he everything was done by hand. Even the grating of the bucatelli, the the grating of the of the granite padano cheese, the buffalo mozzarella. I mean, he 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 was just an icon. Nobody could achieve what he did. Okay, now it was all personalized. It was all from him. What did you tell me? We have, you, we have Lucali down on Henry Street. Right. No, wait. Hold on, Lenny. Let's stay with Dominic. You told me this morning when we spoke. That if you went to Dominic to get the pizza, you had to eat it right there. You said just take it yeah, in your car. I, I appreciate the freshness in the pie. 
And that's what, that's what your friend likes about the tonos, meaning Dominic didn't have much space, Arthur, in his place for people to come and sit down. I got you. And, and Totono's has a – you walk in, you sit at the table, they make the brick oven pie in front of you, you get to sit there and talk and eat. In the Farris, he was, he was all by himself, too busy, no place to eat. If you took it home, the, the translation between the place and your house – no good. Pizza, All right, so up. now Lenny, let's let you now let me let you brag a little bit. Not that you want to, but I'm asking you to. Now you're talking about a brick oven pizza into Tonos. You're talking about the traditional pizza into Farrah's. Let's talk about LB Spumoni Gardens infamous pizza of whatever, eighty four, eighty five years. I lost track. What makes L and B pizza great author is that nobody realizes it is that the busyness of the place determines how great and fresh our pizza is, meaning that we make the pizza fresh. All the other pizzerias, Arthur, they pre-cook their squares. They, they, you're getting basically a reheated pizza with sauce and cheese on it. Ours is cooked from scratch. You're getting a fresh dough coming out of the box. It proofs by the oven. It goes in the oven. We dress it, the sauce, the cheese, the grated cheese, the olive oil. It goes in the oven. It's cooked. Like a bakery, author. Our pizza is not cooked like pizza. It's cooked like a bakery would cook a pizza. Meaning we put it, we have two shelves in the oven. The pizza goes on top first. It cooks. It cooks halfway. Then we finish it off on the bottom. And it crusts up because we put the olive oil on the bottom of the pan. And that's why the, that's why the bottom's a little, that's why the bottom's a little black, correct? Right. It's, a, it's, it's always crusted up. And, and what I love about that is just that oil just makes a crunch. On the bottom of our dough, which our dough, nobody has the recipe for our dough either. Our pizza dough is not like every other pizza dough. There's, the there's, there's some love in there. It's not the same. So, Lenny, now, now that we're, you know, this is your first appearance on the Idola Power Hour Macaroni Minute. Which, That's right. Which, and I thank you. And I thank you. We all thank you at LMB. Oh, Arthur. stop it, Lenny. We're family, and you know that. But um, tell me a little bit real quick. What did you guys, what did you guys do last night in an Italian restaurant to honor St. Patrick? We did good. First thing I did, I went out to the liquor store and I bought cases of Jameson. So when you walked in, everybody that ordered uh, a corned beef and cabbage, a shepherd's pie, a salmon with the uh, mint and kiwi and kiwi crust. We had an Irish Alfredo. We made it with the basil. We made the, the Alfredo green like a pesto. Nice. We did that. And tell me <laughs> and, about uh, the bolognese sauce. Yeah. We had uh, Blarney bolognese. What we did was we made uh, the lamb, the leg, the, the boneless leg of lamb. We roasted that. We roasted the uh, the chuck steak and all the the, uh, the different cuts of beef, like that we had, like the brajols. And we made a sauce, but instead of with tomato sauce, traditional Italian style, we did it with a gravy, a meat gravy with carrots and peas and potatoes, and we mixed it up with a nice, beautiful, fresh fettuccine. So it was like a blarney, an Irish bolognese. It was. You it got was Luca, really Luca's mouth. Luca's mouth is watering. So Lenny, we got two minutes. Tell Luca if he comes there tomorrow. What is what's the on the menu and what should people try to find or cook at home to honor Saint Joseph tomorrow? Yes, we do, sir. I got to tell you, Luca. You ready? First of all, you got to be wearing red. That's a correct. Red tie, a red shirt. You got to wear red, Luca. Second is we got to have all kinds of non-meat items, meaning. Uh, rice balls with no with no meat inside, just regatta, mozzarella, uh, lucatelli cheese. We're going to make a pasta with the, the lima grade, the, the fava beans. you got to have that. The fava beans are very traditional. And the, the biggest dish of all on 
St. Joseph's Day is pasta con sardine. That means pasta with sardines. And we uh, make it with the, the wild fennel, the fenoic. We do the, uh, the you know you know who loved that Lenny the, the the justice I brought to your to your restaurant Justice Scalia he loved pasta con sardine. My father goes well. My father gives you a hard time all the time, right? He asks you to get him the fennel and all of that stuff yeah, the, for the pasta con sardine. The Pacific fennel, the Pacific uh, fennel from Italy. It's wild fennel. I got and you. Without that wild fennel, it's not the same taste, Arthur. So, Lenny, here's the thing. As we're wrapping up this segment, um, right. number one, thank you for coming on for the Macaroni Minute. And, and you named it the Macaroni Minute. And you've got to have the pastries, the St. Joseph pastries, the oh, Svingy and the Zeppelin. another thing, too, sir. Tomorrow you get, you get the, we, get, we give out the St. Joseph pastry with all the dinners. All we right. Offer everybody, a beautiful, a beautiful meatless me- menu for that Saturday. And it has all traditional stuff from... Uh, St. Joseph, we had the, the, from the St. Joseph's pastry to a nice uh, drink. We, we got, try to get a beautiful Italian aperitif, and we go, we go, we go crazy. We try to do it. Lenny, best. you always go crazy. You are the best. Thank you for being on the Macaroni Minute. Lenny Kern from L&B Spamoni Gardens. Don't be surprised if Luca and I pop in there Thank soon. And say hello, to, se- say hello to sexy Camille. I'll see you later, buddy. You got it, sir. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Hey, Kevin McCullough. One year ago today, Christine Nicholas joined me for the very first fun Friday night on Radio Night Live. We'll see what we have uh, by way of an anniversary celebration tonight at 7. Lots of fun for your Friday. Christine Nicholas, Kevin McCullough. We'll see you then. Fox News has the war on Ukraine covered. Lucas Tomlinson live in Lviv. Putin wants to put back the Soviet Union. Steve Harrigan is live on the ground. He's attacking Ukraine and threatening the rest of the world. Live update as news breaks. In Ukraine with Trey Yings. The Russian military is firing ballistic and cruise missiles. Mike Tobin is in the west of Ukraine. The Ukrainian people are very eager to defend their homeland. Fearless reporting from the front lines of history. Fox News. America is watching. This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. We just got the new inflation numbers and they are, yet again, very bad. We're seeing the highest year-over-year inflation in a generation. President Biden tried to place the blame on the war in Ukraine, but that's patently false. First, these numbers were for February, and so the crisis had very little effect. Second, the government also reports something called core inflation, which excludes food and energy, two of the commodities most affected by the war. And the core inflation data was also the highest in a generation. Putin has a lot of evils to answer for, but U.S. inflation so far is not among them. We did this to ourselves, or more precisely, our ruling classes did it. When our currency is sound, foreign wars don't give us inflation. For example, Iran and Iraq, both petrostates, waged war during almost all of the Reagan presidency, and yet we beat inflation and dropped oil prices to some of the lowest levels ever. The difference is leadership. I'm Jerry Boyer. AM 970, The Answer, doesn't have to stop when you turn off your radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Download the app. Just search AM 970, The Answer. Take us with you wherever you go.
Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Just Phil Collins? Is it just Phil Collins. No Genesis. All right. I love Phil Collins. Luke and I were listening to it on the turntable, the record player. Well, since we're in the, the, the macaroni minute, um, well, let me just say something uh, probably is on the best interest for listenership. I am so proud of my buddy uh, Shepard Smith. Shepard and I have been friends since 2004, 2005. So we're, we're getting close to 20 years. And uh, Shep was the Fox News anchor for, I think he was at Fox for 25 years. I lost track. Um, and he's been the CNBC uh, anchor. He has his show on. He's right after mine. So, like, uh, a lot of people who love and know the both of us, they listen to from 6 to 7, and they watch CNBC from 7 to 8. Um, and Lester Holt is out tonight, so Shep is filling in uh, on NBC Nightly News. And as his friend... Um, and someone who really cares about him, and we've shared a lot of ups and downs together. Uh, I asked uh, Sam Bellino to turn on one of the TVs to, to Channel 4, uh, NBC, and watching Shep anchor to the Channel 4 uh, newscast makes me so proud. And then he's jumping. He's got like two minutes to jump from the NBC studio to the CNBC studio, and he's doing his 7 o'clock show as well. So, Shep, brother, I love you. You're, you're, you're great. Um, you're the best when the teleprompter is not on and it's just blank and breaking news is happening. There is really no one better in the business, and I don't say that because he's my buddy. I say that because I've sat next to him while breaking news is happening and the teleprompter is bright blank, and he does not miss a beat. He's so knowledgeable. And he, he's got just facts to kick out at one after another. And um, I, I just I am gushing with pride for him that, that this is going on. He'll he'll downplay it. Oh, it's no big deal. I just I'm doing what I always do just on another channel. But I, I'm not going to be I'm not going to accept his humility. Um, I will give you a little um, medical advice, even though I am not um, authorized to do so by the uh, medical community. But if you ever step on a rusty nail, so the weather's supposed to be okay on Saturday, Sunday's supposed to be really nice, you may go outside and you may be working out in, in your backyard or in your garage, and you, know, you never know, there could be a piece of wood and there's a big nail sticking out of it, and it pierces your skin and it causes blood, well, you know what you have to do. You have to go to the hospital and get a tetanus shot tetanus shot because he can cause symptoms such as locked jaw and if the if the infection goes untreated it can even be fatal but that is not the rusty nail of which i speak this evening the rusty nail i speak of this evening has to it comes from padre lou's friday libation yes it is friday and you deserve a libation unless of course you're author idala or frank morano or many of the others who have given up the uh, the spirited beverages, at least uh, for another month or so. But for those of you who have not, find a short old-fashioned glass and put in two parts of blended scotch, such as like a Chivas Regal or a J&B or a Dewar's, or for those old-timers, some Cuddy Sock. 
and then put in one part of a Scottish liqueur called Drambuie. And, um, you know, that Drambuie is a very, has a particular taste. I believe it's an orangey taste. So it's two parts scotch, one part Drambuie. And then you go with the Padre Luz, three S's. Sip it, savor it, swallow it, and enjoy it. And don't forget, if you have one of these libations today or tomorrow, stay away from any rusting items. But have a wonderful weekend. And just remember, spring is upon us. So thank you, Padre Lou. So we got Uncle Lenny, we got Padre Lou, we got Luca here, we got Jody's parents who are listening in. Her mother, whose name is Rosalind, is really supposed to be called Rosalia, but because you know, that, that was who she was named after. Her grandma Josephine used to be a big proponent of celebrating St. Joseph's Day. I know my man Joe Piscopo loves St. Joseph's Day. Um, and to all the Josephs out there, thank you. Thank you for being you. And um I hope we keep that in mind tomorrow. Um, Some other fun stuff is the New York Yankees made a bunch of changes. Uh, Gary Sanchez, their catcher, gone. Gio Urshela, gone. Um, Luke Voigt, gone. And it shows you how old I'm getting. Luke Voigt has been traded for to the San Diego Padres for a pitcher named Justin Lang. Justin Lang uh, was born on September 11th, 2001. So he's a 20-year-old kid. Um... April 7th is opening day for the Yankees, and I have every intention of being there. It's a day game with my buddies Dave Spring and Paul D'Amelio, with whom I uh, share a uh, small season ticket package. Um, and, you know, our theme song here in coming into the hours, uh, Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones. And those of you who know me uh, know I'm a Stones fan. Last night's uh, guest, the... Um, president of the friendly sons of st patrick he sent me a text saying john did saying thank you for having me on he goes i love the fact that you have the stones as your intro song and then he says i've seen them 50 times and so he's like a real diehard much more so than i am and tonight today i was so um uh sweet to my wife and i use that term very loosely i i printed out two pieces of paper and i said honey take a look at this and you choose which one I should go to. And on the big two pieces of paper, there's a big picture of, of Mick Jagger, and it says the Rolling Stones live, and it says that they have announced they are doing a tour to um, commemorate 60 years, 60 years since they pl- got together and played their first song, and the choices I gave that are on this sheet that Marianne will tell me which one is most convenient for me to depart and leave her with a five-year-old and a probably at that time seven-month-old child. It's June 1st in Madrid, Spain. I'd go for that. June 5th in Munich, Germany. Well, I just was in Germany. I saw them in Berlin. Liverpool in the United Kingdom. Amsterdam. Bern, Switzerland. The low-hanging fruit is June 21st, which is right after Juneteenth, a holiday that we have on June 20th. Um, and after Father's Day weekend, that's in Milan at San Siro Stadium where the AC Milan soccer team plays. Um, they're playing in London, in Brussels, Vienna, Austria, Paris, France, and Stockholm, Sweden. So, you know, I, I could have been a tough guy and pounded my chest and just said, honey, this is where I'm going and this is when I'm going and uh, I'll be back. But no, I mean, I was a very considerate husband and I'm allowing her, I'm allowing her to choose where which one I should go to, um, her 
I think the retort was, you're kidding, right? And I said, sweetheart, you think I had gone to this trouble of like printing it out and giving to you if I was really kidding? And she's like, all right, fine, just put it on the counter. That is how lucky I am to be married to Marianne Bertuna. If Sam Boland did that, his his wife would hit him in the knee with a baseball bat. Is that probably? Right. I keep one right next to the bed. You know? Do you really? It is Brooklyn. I mean, you're I mean, yeah, but you're a pretty big guy, Matt. I mean, uh, you know, you got to have a little something. You don't know what's going on in the dark. Yeah, I'm. Too, do I have anything? I don't. I don't think I have anything. I mean, we have an alarm in the house, and and I'm hoping no one's. I live in a pretty good neighborhood. The six eight precinct is pretty good. Um, speaking of crime, that that you don't need a baseball bat for. One stupid thing I want to bring up that Matt brought to my attention. You know, during the COVID period, the the government gave out a bunch of money, that PPP money and COVID relief money. And I and I have no problem saying my law firm got some and we gave it, you know, it, I, it helped. It definitely helped. Uh, and we gave it to the employees and we helped pay the rent, et cetera, et cetera. Well, some schmuck got sentenced today in the Eastern District of New York to 51 months because he took $1.7 million in COVID money, COVID aid. He bought a yacht, Rolex watches, and at least some, some big expensive car. And uh, let's say the judge did not take too kindly to that. And 51 months, he's going to be, even with good time, he's going to be in jail for the better part of um, four years. Definitely three and a half for sure. Um, so shame on him. And uh, unfortunately, there was another death at Rikers Island. I believe that that's three for the year. That's not good. You know, people in Rikers Island are detainees. They're not convicted prisoners. They are innocent until proven guilty, except for a small population who have been sentenced to a year um, or less. They stay in um, they stay in Rikers. And finally, the United States Congress is considering a bill that is so important. It is to mandate that New York State public schools serve chocolate milk. Chocolate milk uh, in school. It's um, sponsored by um, an upstate congressperson, and obviously it's to help the milk industry. Eric Adams is like, there's so much sugar in there, can't they just drink real milk? Luca, tell us. Come here. Come over here. Okay, tell them. What are we doing tonight? You don't know who, what band are we going to go see? It's a tribute band of what band? Pink Floyd. There we go. So Pink Floyd and Roger Waters and David Gilmore, even though they're both alive, they don't play together anymore. Um, we're going to go with Uncle Chris, and we're going to go with um, Luca's best buddy, um, Julian. We're going to the St. George Theater in the island of Staten, and uh, we're going to go see a tribute band. I, go, I think they're called The Machine, Luca. I'm sorry. You, shouldn't, you wouldn't know that, but you into seeing Pink Floyd? Yes, I am. You excited? Yes. All right. Everyone, tell everyone have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great one. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.